Hi, this is Martha Wash, and you're listening to Studio Q. You are listening to Studio Q. Studio Q Show, now you know. Welcome to another great edition of Studio Q. It's our very first show of 2013, and you are in for a treat. Today we have the great Martha Wash on the line. I define her as a legend, but I read that you define yourself as a working girl. I mean, just a working girl. Like, all, all those accolades and you're just a working girl. I'm just, I've always considered myself a working girl. This is what I do for a living. You know, uh, people, want to, <laughs> people want to be celebrities and be in this business. Honey, it's not easy. And uh, I think the first thing I would tell people is don't believe your own hype, okay? <laughs> but but how do you separate that? Because you get so many people who, you know, just love on you because they're so enamored with how your music has made them feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate it. I really, really do. And I'm grateful for the fans that have uh, been with me, I guess, all through those 30 years. Some of them really have. And I would say uh, the first thing is a blessing to still be here 30 years later. That's the thing. You know, uh, so many have gone on, but we're still here. And I'm still here, you know, trying to do my thing, trying to make good music that people really want to hear, that really touches them, makes them feel good. Uh, makes them think and reflect, you know, things like that. Look, it's easy to do the dance stuff, but uh, I think there comes a time also that you want to make good music for people to enjoy and just kind of love on, as you say, that kind of thing. Well, you have said that you don't like recording in the studio and that you think your live voice is better than when you record. What is it about the quality of your voice on stage that you think sounds so better than recording in a studio? Um, for me as an artist, and this is the critical side of me, when I record and I listen back a lot to the vocals that I've done on the recording, I say that I can do a lot better um, in a live situation. I can go wherever I kind of want to go in a live situation, maybe as opposed to a studio recording. That's my own personal critique of me. I always say, mm, I could have done that a little bit better. I could have did that one a little bit differently. And I would be the first to tell you, honey, um, sometimes, um, how can I say it? Well, first of all, nobody, nobody's perfect uh, artist, you know, and uh, sometimes I want to say people use <laughs> use I to, uh, the, uh, auto-tunes and all that kind of, you know, <laughs> and that, hey, for those that do it, fine, you know, I've never really wanted to do anything like that, so you may hear a slight pitch problem with my vocals, maybe, but that's just me. Are you talking about in a live setting? Or in the studio? Both. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it said, depends on what day it is. <laughs> it, depends, it depends on what day it is. Oh, look, I'll be the first to tell you. <laughs> but how, how much does the audience give you that energy? Does that is that one of the deciding factors that makes you feel even better that an audience you can feed off of? Oh, of course. Of course. It's a it's a reciprocal thing. When you have an audience in front of you and they are loving what you're doing, they give you that energy. Uh, uh, they give you that power to feel and do whatever you want to do because they're right there with you right. in support of you. Right. Yeah. I always wondered how such wonderful singers who really do feed off of the audience. I, I can't see how a human being couldn't. When, when, when the audience, like when you have like a, a, a high society type thing and they're just like looking at you, how do you feed off of that? <laughs> I, I, I understand what you're saying. I guarantee you there's at least one person in that crowd or group that wants to cut loose. Okay, okay. What you do is you focus on that person and you talk to them and you talk to the rest of the group and say, look, don't just 
sit there, stand there, and look at me. I want you to get into the song. Right. Get up and dance. Yes. And that's usually all it takes. It's one person to get up and start dancing. Okay. So everybody else will kind of gravitate towards doing that. And then by, you know, by that time, everybody's up. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, how can you sit and just look at Martha Wash like she's a fish? (laughs) (laughs) It happens. Trust me, it happens. But you do have to focus on one person. There's at least one. I always wondered that. So I really appreciate that answer because I thought you just had to sing to your own spirit, you know? (laughs) Well, sometimes you feel like it. It's like pulling teeth sometimes. Yeah. But again, there's. All you need is one that's going to get up there and start dancing. So now when I see you on something, <laughs> I said, Martha done found somebody. <laughs> she done found somebody and found her groove. She good. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's all that counts. <laughs> well, back in the early 1990s, you had to go through so much just to get your proper credit and fairly compensated for your own work with CNC Music Factory you know, for that hit Sweat and Black mm-hmm. black Boxes, everybody. I mean, what would you tell a younger Martha before you ever made those recordings? Oh, Lord. Hmm. Good question. Good question. You know what? I'm not necessarily sure that I would have told her anything. Only because going through the things that I went through, helped me to become who I am today, and it has helped me to stay in this business. So I'm not quite sure I would have said anything to her. Well, what lessons did you gain from that whole ordeal? Um, to realize that I was a little bit stronger than I thought at the time, because it bothered me so bad. I'm, I'm kind of a lone wolf in a way, introverted. I've gotten better over the years. But at that time, I was more introverted. And with all that publicity that was going on and people wanting to talk to me and interview me and all this other kind of stuff, it made me nervous in a way. And I wasn't sure how to take everything, you know, the good criticism and the bad criticism, you know, on both sides. That whole thing was kind of crazy. But I think it just made me more stronger. And now I'm at an age where uh, I don't really give a damn. (laughs) You know, listen, if you haven't gotten to the stage in your life, you will sooner or later where you just don't give a damn. (laughs) And you say, oh, well, (laughs) if you don't like it, oh, well. What does that feel like? (laughs) Very good. It must feel free. Yes, very free. I've heard of people, as they've gotten older, they talk about feeling a little bit freer um, and not letting things bother them or destroy them, in, in fact. And you do. You will come to a point in your life. It does, you know, usually it's as you get older. You see that maybe... There's more of your past than there is possibly of your future, chronologically. So you you will come to a place where you will say, well, you know what, <laughs> whatever, I don't care. I'm going to do me, I'm going to live me, whatever, whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. I first heard about the whole thing um, on an MTV special, and Whitney Houston was actually chastising the folk, for ever doing anything like that. I remember her saying, Martha Wash was the singer on that record. And when we saw the video, we saw a very, you know, cute little dark-skinned child singing the song, which we knew it wasn't her. You made a hit song off of this woman's voice. How come we can't see her? Shame, shame, shame. Shame on you. Funny. <laughs> yes, yes. Funny. Yes, we lost so much great talent in 2012. I mean... Did you ever cross paths with with Whitney Houston? Actually, yes. I met Whitney before Whitney was Whitney. (laughs) Oh, oh, I love that. Yeah. um, Paul Jabara, who um, also wrote It's Raining Men, he asked um, 
Yeah, we were the weather girls. Oh. Yeah, we were the weather girls by then, I think. We were, he was working on a he was working on an album called um, Oh Lord, Paul Jabari and Friends. And Whitney recorded one of his one of his songs on this album. We recorded a couple of songs. One was uh, Dear Santa. <laughs> yeah. So Whitney recorded uh, one of the songs on the album and uh, another lady. So I did get a chance to meet Whitney. She was, I think, I think Whitney was probably eighteen and nineteen, maybe by then. Oh, Martha, tell us what she was like then. What was your memory? Nice. Nice. She was. We were at. Where were we at? Were we at Studio Fifty Four? I think. And we were all uh, up in our dressing rooms and stuff. And we went in to talk to her for a couple of minutes. And and uh, Sissy was there. Mm-hmm. Very very nice. You know, young and. Um. That's when it was all beginning. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She had not even become Whitney Houston by then. You so you met her when she was still nippy. <laughs> Exactly, and I got the pictures to prove it too. Oh, do you? Oh man, I got to see one of those photos. You got this. You got to share with us. You got to share with us. When she was still nippy, exactly. Oh, oh my goodness, we talked about earlier about the lessons from you know going through the CNC Music Factory, uh, you know the lawsuits or whatnot. But just from the entertainment industry, being a woman, you know, what are some things that you learned early on in your career that you still use today? Well, I'll tell you something that goes back even farther than that, and that was when I was in high school. Um, I, well, always had a music class, was in the choir class. Um, In fact, we were the only school in San Francisco that recorded albums. In high school? Yes, in high school. Amazing. Um, Yeah, my music teacher uh, was just totally out there. And we recorded four albums and even traveled to Europe. And during that time, that was unheard of because it was an urban school. And um, we were just doing things. You know, our field trips were going to sing somewhere, that kind of thing. So that was, I mean, that was really, really fun. But and a lot of times I might get the solos for the choir and things like that. And I remember, you know, Look, you know how kids can be. Yes. They're cruel. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. They still are. <laughs> oh, yes. It, it hasn't changed that much. But I realized that, you know how you say, oh, she thinks she's so, she's so good because she gets solos and all this other kind of stuff. And I realized then everybody's not going to like what you do. And not necessarily because of jealousy, but they may not just like your, your, your style of music or whatever, or your voice. So I kind of learned that early, and that's really kind of carried me in this business because, you know, this business can be very, very cruel as well. Oh, amen. You know, and so I learned that early, and it doesn't bother me when when I get dislikes on, on uh, music charts or whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't bother me because everybody's not going to like what I do. And that's okay. And just that mentality must have insulated you from a lot of things that may have really took other people down. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, you have to be strong or get a really good support system around you if you're just starting out. People that will lift you up and support you because um, you'll hear a lot of no's. You'll hear a lot of no's in this business. What you should do, what you shouldn't do, how you should look, how you shouldn't look. All it takes is one yes. Well, what kept you strong throughout the years? Faith. I'm a Christian woman, and I believe in God. I have also grew up singing gospel music, so that is where my foundation and my roots are. And I still sing gospel today. What's your but, What's your favorite uh, gospel song? Ooh, right now is John P. Key's "Life in Favor." Love, love that that whole CD. Great, great song. Yeah. So that's where. And so when people ask me, "Well, what kind of music do you listen to?" Gospel music. <laughs> Seriously, that's what I listen to. Is gospel music? You You will hear it on my on my iPod <laughs> in in my truck. I, and I know it feeds your soul. Oh, exactly. It, it, and it keeps it keeps me 
in that root of gospel music and where I came from, how I first started singing. And what's the first song do you remember singing in church? Okay, I I was in a uh, I was brought up in a Pentecostal church, so I started singing when I was about three years old. Uh, my mother, who loved to sing as well, she sang in the church choir, so she was the one that really encouraged me to sing. And I remember they would have for the little tiny children, they mm-hmm. would call it the the Sunshine Band. <laughs> Seriously, it was called the Sunshine Band, and I remember there was a, a song that we used to sing called um, "A Sunbeam," and it would say, um, "A sunbeam, a sunbeam, Jesus wants me for a sunbeam, a sunbeam, a sunbeam. I'll be a sunbeam for him." I just I could just see you as a baby singing Uh just as happy years old five years old yes was that the first song you remember singing I think so yeah did your mom have a voice like you or did you have a voice like your mom (laughs) Uh, well no I'd have to say no. She sang soprano oh wow okay I would have to say no okay didn't have a voice like mine and as I got older, well, naturally it got stronger. But um, when I was in high school, I started doing uh, private lessons for classical music. I started singing, uh, learning our arias. And uh, my father worked for a lady who was a voice teacher. The only thing, only thing was she was an elderly lady. I think I only spent about maybe six months working with her before she passed away. <laughs> now, you know we should be laughing at that, Mark. <laughs> I know it. I know it. She, she was sweet. She, the only thing she, she did not want me to do was sing gospel music. Oh, she didn't? No, she didn't want me to sing gospel music because she said it was, a gospel music was too hard on the voice. So okay. I told her, I, I, well, I have to because I sang in the choir. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was playing for the, for the youth choir. And uh, so I have, you know, I had to lead some of the songs and stuff. She said, well, okay, <laughs> go ahead. Just, so you can sing a just, few. <laughs> yeah, just don't sing it so hard. I said, okay, that's fine. <laughs> so we reached a happy medium. Oh, that's good for six months, okay? Yeah, about, about six months, yeah. Wow. Well, you got, well, you, I mean, gosh, you have like quite a, a, a history before you even got to be 20, <laughs> you know, you got yeah, lessons, you, re- true. you recorded, I mean, you were like almost a seasoned professional. <laughs> almost, until I started singing with Sylvester. Did singing as a background singer for Sylvester, did that make you better as a solo artist when the time came? It gave me the experience. You know, I was, I was cool singing <laughs> in background for him. <laughs> you know, I was fine. And uh, Harvey Buquois, who produced Sylvester's uh, music at that time, just that Izor and I um, record an album. And that's how the first Two Times of Fun album came. Now, I know everybody asks you about what was it like uh, to be around Sylvester, but what I want to know is what would Sylvester say about being around you? Hmm. Uh, what would he say about Martha back then? Uh, I was probably quiet to a degree. We used to have fun on the road, though. Really? Yeah, we used to have fun. Yeah, we used to have fun on the road. That was <laughs> that, that was crazy at times because Sylvester was he was crazy. <laughs> he was crazy, and I don't know how I don't know if you know how I met him. Yes, I do. Two years prior to even having the session with him, you went to go see um, Billy Preston. Exactly. And you exactly. said, "Who is this guy?" Now, what I want to know. Is yeah. what was he singing that made you go, who was this guy? It wasn't necessarily so much what he was singing, it was how he was singing. Oh, speak on it. And and how he was dressed. I mean, the band was good. I had just never seen this guy with this high false. I mean, I've seen 
guys would fall settle for and stuff. But not like him. I mean, a strong, strong falsetto voice and sang in it all the time. I just, I just stood there with my mouth hung open and I just said, "Oh my God, who is this guy?" I enjoyed the show, and 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 the other people enjoyed the show as well. It was just I had never heard anyone like him before. <laughs> then I told him the story when I when I met him when I went to audition for him and stuff. He said, "Oh yeah," I said, "Yes," I said, "I really enjoyed you," but I came to see Billy, <laughs> and him and Billy were good friends. They they had grown up together in in uh, in L.A. Now you said when you went to audition, you thought it was just like a regular session. You didn't know it was uh, necessary. I, I know it was for him. Yeah, and but there there was two white women who were there. Yep. Prior to you, right? Like yep. to sing, but when you opened up your mouth, it was a rap. You was hired. Rap. <laughs> it really was. And I, I think people, people ask me, well, what do you think it was? And kind of looking back on it, I think it might have been a couple of things. Um, I was a strong singer, but we also had gospel backgrounds as well but also Sylvester had a gospel background as well too okay so it was a kinship right there exactly exactly it so by that time it was a rap and he told the other girls he said you know you guys can leave some tell me he said it just like that well <laughs> I think he was a little bit nice you know <laughs> okay thank you very much <laughs> you can leave <laughs> that kind of thing but uh then after that when we were start we started talking and he asked me about another singer, uh, whether or not I had knew of another singer that was as large as I was. And yeah, I said, yeah, and called Isora and, and brought her in um, a few days later. But I think maybe in his mind, it was working then. Well, maybe I can too, use two big, large black women as my background. You know, that could be something different. Because I think up until that time, you never really saw large black women singing background. You guys were groundbreaking. I, you know, I didn't realize that part until much, much, many years later. Many, many, many years later. Because even when I saw people uh, live, they didn't. there weren't large black women singing background. What was that time for you like? Um, a learning experience about how to engage the audience and, you know, Get them where you want them to be with you, you know, and presentation, things like that. Well, were you ever, ever, ever the slightest bit, you you and um, Azora, were you guys ever the slightest bit offended by the two tons of fun name? And, I mean, who came up with that name? Well, now that there's, there's been, uh, okay. <laughs> Azora said she. Azora said she coined the name. My manager said he coined the name, so I just stayed out of it. Okay, <laughs> I, I just totally stayed out of it. So she actually uh, couldn't have been if she if she claiming that she came up with the name. Then she exactly. was she wasn't offended. Were you you were never offended at all by the name? No, not really. No, it got your attention. It sure did. It got you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but I'm just thinking there's so many adjectives, you know, two smart women of fun, two voluptuous women, a whole lot of fun. Uh-huh, exactly. But I think, in a way, looking back on it, that may have been a hindrance only in the fact that when we went out to start recording on our own and putting out our own uh, music, it was... Like the record company didn't quite know what to do with this as far as marketing and promotion and stuff like that. Is that what made you evolve to the Weather Girls or? No. You Evolving know. into the Weather Girls was because of It's Raining Men. And the beginning of the song, it says, Hi, were you Weather Girls? So when the song hit, <laughs> there was confusion. One side said it was a new group called the Weather Girls. Have you heard this new group called the Have you heard this song? It's raining, man. <laughs> the other side was saying, "Wait a minute, 
that's Martha and Isora. We know their voices. So that went on. That went on for a while. That was funny to me. By the by, the time the song really became a hit, um, we did three things. We changed our names to the Weather Girls, moved from the West Coast to the East Coast, and signed with a new label. And this is the thirtieth anniversary of "It's Raining Man," which was written by. Paul Jabara and Paul Schaefer. And yep. I and I know the song was turned down by Diana Ross, Barbara Streisand, and yep. Donna Summer. What made you finally agree? Because I know you laughed at first because you thought it was a joke. We were badgered into it. Okay. We were badgered into it by Paul Jabara. Okay. He, he begged and he pleaded. Seriously. Seriously, baby. Please, baby. Please, baby. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And we we finally relented and said, "Okay, fine." Because <laughs> <laughs> so, we kept laughing and said, "You can't. You really can't expect us to to sing this song." <laughs> yes, yes, I do. He he kept saying, "I know this is going to be a hit." And we went in the studio a couple of days, about a day or so later, and recorded in roughly ninety minutes, and just walked out of the studio and said, "Okay, Paul, see you later." And mm-hmm. that was it. Mm mm mm. That was it. And now look, you're on David you're on David Letterman. <laughs> it's thirty years later. Thirty years. Okay. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that something you said, okay, we'll do it. Yeah, and it's a classic now. Hi, hi. We your weather girl. Uh-uh. And have we got news for you. You better listen. Get ready or your lonely girl. And leave those umbrellas at home. All right. maintain that you are more than just a dance music artist so what inspired you to do this adult contemporary album over say like we talked about gospel because you like all kinds of music yeah um i thought it was just time i hadn't recorded an uh, an album in over 15 years so when i got with my manager uh he said you should do a full-length album now it's time and so we just decided to kind of go in this direction you know, I can look. I can do dance music if I want. I can, of course, do that on standing on my head. I, <laughs> I want to do something just totally, totally different. And uh, so we just decided to go in more of a pop, even a little rock, you know, direction. And with the songs that we kind of pulled together, um, we said this can work. We yeah. said this can work. The the songs are very uplifting and inspiring, empowering, and just, you know, a little food for the soul. I'm walking on ice, I'm drawing the lines, I'm reading the signs, oh-oh. I've taken the world one war at a time, the fall and the climb, oh-oh. I make my own luck, I shuffle the cards, the spades with the heart, oh-oh. I'm taking a side, not scared of the hide I always turn right, oh, oh I can do anything that I wanna do If I wanna do
the video is beautiful. I've got you. Yeah, that was the first single. What was your video concept? What was your idea of what you wanted to get across in the video? That everyone needs a helping hand. It doesn't matter who you are. We're living in a time now that, look, everybody needs help because there are so many people that are going through things. And sometimes, depending on how you're feeling, you feel like you're going through it alone until you may talk to somebody and come to find out you both may be going kind of through the same thing. Not exactly, but feeling the same kind of way. And just recognizing each other Mm -hmm. and saying, well, you know what? I may not be going through the same thing that you're going through, but look, I'm here for you. I'll be here for you if you need me. And we wanted to also, well, from the responses that we got from people, it touched them so much because people were saying, I'm looking at this video with tears in my eyes. It has moved me so much. I really feel this song. And that's what you want people to do is feel the songs mm-hmm. as passionately as you do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and then, I mean, you have the natural side of I got you. Then you have the spiritual side of I've got you, depending on where your mind and your heart is. And why was it important to do it on your own label, Purple Rose Records? Because I wasn't signed to a label. So you're doing it yourself in 2013. (laughs) (laughs) Purple Rose. I've had my label for the last four years, five years now. People's voices change over the years. How is it possible that you sound as good? I think think it's changed over the years, too. Really? How has it evolved for you? Um... Well, I'm a little bit older. <laughs> older. Just a little bit. We ain't supposed to harp on that one. I'm just a little bit older, you know. <laughs> and voices change for people. Mm-hmm. For some people, some people's voices don't change, but others, they do. I just use what I have. It uses to the best of my ability. But it sounds just as great. That's what, you know, I just love. Well, I appreciate that. Oh, I yeah. That. It's just as strong and vibrant. I'm just so um, happy that we still today get to hear such great music coming from you. Well, I appreciate that. And, I, and again, I think the songs are really empowering. And I would suggest to the fans out there to take one of those songs and make it your anthem for 2013. And what is your anthem off the album? It's your time? Uh, Yep. That's my anthem. It's my time. I can see it clear. I'm getting close. I'm almost there. It's indescribable. It's my time to shine. It's my time. We all have dreams. We all have goals. With laughter and tears, that's what we're living for. It's my time to shine It's my time Keep on walking your own path Never let anyone hold you back When you feel like giving in You get right up and try again
think that's gonna be my anthem too, cause I like that. It could be my time. It can look right, right at the same time as Martha Wash's time. <laughs> it can be anybody's time to do whatever, to be whatever, to feel however. But it's all positive. And when you listen to the song, it tells you, "See it clear. I'm getting close. I'm almost there. It's indescribable. It's my time." To shine. Speak those lyrics. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and speaking of lyrics, you you wrote with Zach Adams for like something that you haven't normally been known to do. You guys wrote Destiny. Right. How was that experience for you? It was it, it was fun. I'm just really in the beginning stages of trying to to write to collaborate with somebody and write something. Okay, uh, Zach. What happened was we. He already had the song, Destiny, but he wrote it when he was very, he was very, very young. Okay. And I liked the music. So what we decided to do was just strip the lyrics and start all over again. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So did you have a really good chemistry with Zach since he produced a lot of the album? Yes. Yes. <laughs> we, had fun. we had fun in the studio because I, I talk about him real bad. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about it real bad. <laughs> yes, we had our we had our moments. <laughs> it takes all those moments to bring out that baby called an album, right? Okay, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you said one of your most memorable experiences was singing at the White House for President Clinton. Yeah. What did it feel like to go from watching a White House event on TV on a Sunday to days later being in the White House singing for the president yeah. yourself? It was very, very surreal. Very, very surreal. Because in less than seven days, I was at the White House looking at everything that I had seen that previous Sunday. Yeah. That, 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 I think that was the surreal part. Yeah. I need to go to church with you. That's the kind of visualization I need right there. <laughs> well, you know, I think the thing is, we've all said, you know what, I'd like to do that. Or I'd like to be here. It's funny because you remember, you do remember the Arsenio Hall show, right? Oh, yes. Absolutely. I had a dream that I was on his show. Oh, really? Yes. And this was before I actually was on his show. Oh, my goodness. So when you were there, what did it feel like knowing that you basically had a premonition about it? It felt good. It felt it. It definitely felt good. Well, I want to see you. I mean, hello, we have a black president. I want to see you sing for Obama. Have you done that yet? Hey, I would love to. Yes, I would love to. I mean, they said Clinton was the first black president, but I really <laughs> am going to go with Obama. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was. Well, I had always said. When, when I did say that I wanted to, I'd love to sing at the White House, I yeah. did also say, hopefully, with a president that I liked, okay? And and Clinton, we all like Clinton. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I might would be hesitant if I got a call to sing at the White House for a president that I didn't necessarily care for. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but thankfully, it's worked out. It worked out well. <laughs> well, I hope within the next four years that you get a call or an opportunity arises. That would be nice. Yeah, because, I mean, who knew in our lifetime that we would see such a exactly. wonderful thing? Oh, yeah. You know? Definitely, definitely. Well, I have a Martha Wash lightning round that I would like to uh, uh, give to you, which is basically you don't really got to think a lot. It's just, you know, one of those rapid fire type things. Uh-huh. California or New York City? New York City. Early mornings or late nights? Late night. Dance, disco heat, carry on, or just us? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Woo! My goodness. <laughs> Honey, you stumped me with that. <laughs> you stumped me with that one. Just go heat, but the thump, thump, thump. Okay. <laughs> Carry on for 
the meaning of it. Mm-hmm. And what was the other one? Just Us. Just Us, because that was, I think, the first the first hit for uh, Two Times Fun. Oh, honey. Okay. You know, it's not a lightning round if I can't stump you a little bit. <laughs> if you just go straight to the answer, then what are we doing here? <laughs> Okay, well then what am I supposed to be doing? You're just supposed to pick one. Well, okay, fine. <laughs> okay, fine. <Go> <laughs> Which one you pick? Oh, doggone it. Uh, Dance, disco, heat. Oh, shoot. Carry on or just us? Oh, hell. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say all that. <laughs> See you if you had picked some other threes, I could I could tell you right quick. Tell you right quick okay, I'm gonna go ahead and give you a ghetto pass. I'm gonna give <laughs> you so much. <laughs> I'm gonna get you, you you are legendary status, so you all have earned your pass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's raining men uh-huh. or gonna make you sweat. Raining man. Okay. Your favorite Aretha Franklin song. Oh my god. God. Oh my. Oh Lord. <laughs> you are okay. See, you're not right. <laughs> you are not right. I'm gonna go all the way. Oh shoot. I, uh-uh. I don't have no one favorite. I, I, now there's no one favorite on that one. I could, I could see, I could give you a list of them. Oh my goodness! No, no, no one favorite. <laughs> you just, they, you just using all the lifelines. I, 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 look, I want to, I want to say, do right woman, do right man. Ooh, mm-hmm, go all the way back. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, well, all of hers are good ones. Uh-huh. That's exactly why I said what I said. <laughs> but I mean, Martha, if you had, if you had one. Like you, you know, you had a VIP situation where Aretha Franklin in the front row, and you had to go out and sing one of her songs to Ooh. her. What would it be? Ooh, uh, uh-uh. uh, no, 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 uh, uh-uh. It's an Aretha tribute. What's, I, I, what's... Honey, I know what you're saying. <laughs> I need a list. Ah. I need a list to choose from. I heard that. No. <laughs> So we, we we know where Riri rests at at the top of the list. Oh, absolutely! And I've never met her, but I was close twice. Now, how is it that you've been in this business this long and haven't met the Queen of Soul? I have never met her. Oh, I'm claiming that for 2013 that Martha Wash. I'm please. yes, honey, honey, prophesy that one. I'm I'm putting it out there. I'm putting okay. I'm 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 dreaming while I'm awake. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. You know, and I'm not and I'm not saying that you just go to meet her. I'm saying it's gonna be good talk, it's gonna be good vibes, it's gonna be love exchange. Well, hey, look, I will take that. Absolutely. Yeah, because we all just want to meet folks that we love. We want a good experience. So we we gonna put that out there that that's what's gonna go down. Twenty thirteen. Mm-hmm. I will accept that. Twenty thirteen, I'm telling in the name. In the name. In the name. Where is the tambourine? Okay, Pentecostal, you ain't got your tambourine ready. <laughs> okay, I who have nothing with Luther Vandross or keeping keep on jumping with Jocelyn Brown. I who have nothing. Okay. Getting nominated for a Grammy with the Weather Girls or singing for President Clinton at the White House. Singing for Clinton at the White House. What is Martha Wash's guilty pleasure? Well, all depends on what category. (laughs) (laughs) One that you can share with us. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I love watching myself. What's your favorite one? Well, honey, the, the only one that's still on, General Hospital. Oh, General. <laughs> well, uh uh-uh, Young and the Restless is still going, right? No, see, I watched all the ABCs. All the ABCs, okay. So all Jim- my children, one life to live in General Oh, they done, ooh, they done left you high and dry. Believe it or not, I, I hated soap operas. My mother used to watch them. She, she used to watch the CBS soaps, which were at that time 
And I think secret, all of those, secret storm and, and those, look, we're talking about uh, 50s and 60s. Okay. And she would watch them. And I would say, why, why are you watching that stuff? And, honey, she wouldn't pay me any money. <laughs> and some, I, I know what it was. I, I started watching, I think, probably when I was in my 20s. And I wasn't working. I was unemployed. <laughs> unemployed. Gotcha. That, that will get you every time. will get you. <laughs> Honey, in, in between trying to find jobs and stuff, I started watching the soaps and I got hooked on the ABC show. Uh, the ABC shows. So you never switched over to reality? <sighs> Help me, Lord. <laughs> Help me, Lord. That's all you see nowadays is those realities. I know we can't. We gotta really find, really scurry to find a scripted anything that's decent. <laughs> I just came across one on TLC this past week that I watched. I guess it's, it's a new show, and I'm saying to myself, "Really, you got to be kidding!" Is it the it's, funeral one? <laughs> how did you know that? How did you know that funeral? Ever. And I'm saying, oh, God. <laughs> Seriously. Yes, and they looked like they were serious. I mean, yes, there were cameras there, but they were dead, no pun intended, serious. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Absolutely right. I watched both of those shows, and I said, hmm, Texas. Okay, Texas. <laughs> I mean, really, a barbecue pit? I could not believe it. That barbecue fountain. <laughs> that barbecue sauce fountain. Yes. I saw that. I said, oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Yeah. What's funny is uh, watch your phone because you may get a call. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Somebody will be, you know, and I really want Martha Wash to sing. <laughs> I really want her to come and sing It's no. Raining Men. Uh-uh. No, no, no. I don't know if I could get through a song. I'd be singing, but honey, my head would be truly bowed. <laughs> and you would think I was praying, honey. Right. I try to keep my eyes closed. No. Uh-uh. No, yes, that show is off the chain. I can, I know. Like I know it, nobody can watch it without going, are you serious? That's all I kept saying. I kept, and I called a, a, a couple of people a couple of days later. I said, have you heard of this show? You need to watch this show because you're not going to believe it. I know. I, I didn't think they could do worse than Honey Boo Boo, but they said, oh. we'll see your Honey Boo Boo and raise it a funeral. And raise you, okay? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I had watched that a couple of times, and I'm saying no. <laughs> you no. said you shut it down, huh? I'm sorry, absolutely. The thing is, it's on TLC, and I'm saying to myself, what am I supposed to be learning? Right! I forgot it is the Learning Channel. That's yeah, what am I supposed to be learning from this? <laughs> How yeah. not to do your funeral. Please tell me. Uh-uh. Oh my goodness! So, uh, at least we're on the same page with how we feel about uh, the best funeral ever. <laughs> I was so surprised when you said the best funeral. Oh yes, that's the one. That is, that's the one. Well, Martha, what sound or noise do you love? Ooh. <laughs> okay, get my head together. <laughs> that you can share. That I can share. What sound or noise? Rain. Oh, nice. What sound or noise do you hate? Bumping um, uh, um, a gate that's, that's bumping in the high winds that keeps knocking up against. I know exactly oh. what you mean. Oh, honey, <laughs> I've been dealing with that for like three or four years. <laughs> Come, honey, the, the whole neighborhood is quiet and all you hear is this banging. <laughs> the gate is broken. It just bangs and bangs and, oh, Lord, I hate it. And Martha's favorite curse word. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. It could be God bless you. <laughs> no, no, it's, trust me, it's not God bless you. I'll, I'll, I'll say it starts with an S. Y'all got some imaginations out there? Okay. Use your imagination. Use your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> what is the cheesiest song you love to listen to? Ooh. Ooh. I probably.
probably haven't heard it in a long time, so I can't remember. Okay. Jesus, no, I can't even remember. And what song brings you the most joy to sing? Ooh, okay, that's a toss-up. Probably I've Got You and Carry On. Yeah. Those are two good ones. Uh-huh. Well, thank you so much, Martha Wash. I mean, I have just enjoyed myself. Have you really? Uh, yes. Did you not hear me laughing? <laughs> I don't know what's all this. I was quiet stuff. <laughs> you must have evolved. <laughs> uh, I have definitely enjoyed it myself. <laughs> well, that is awesome. Um, where can your fans go to connect with you and, and buy this new album, Something Good? You can find the new album on Amazon and iTunes. Amazon will do the the MP3 and the um, uh, physical copy. And um, you can go to my website, uh, which is MarthaWash.com. You can hit me up on Facebook, which is TheMarthaWash.com. And you can tweet me on Martha underscore Wash. And what do you think about the whole social media thing? Are you digging it? Are you like... Honey, it's a mess. I'm trying trying to keep up with it. Because I kept saying, why do I need to be on tweet? Why do I need to do that? And I I put it off. You did? Years. I did. I said, I have no need to be on Twitter. Right. And then I thought for, I guess, trying to keep touch with the fans and, and other people that are doing it and stuff, mm-hmm. and good for promotion and stuff like that. I said, mm, okay. So I finally decided to get on Twitter. I know, and they just rushed to you, didn't they? <laughs> well, not not really, but I mean, I, I I hear from a lot of people, which is which is really really good. But I need I need more Twitter followers. Oh, so 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 we about to we about to we about to do a campaign. Do a campaign. Follow Martha Wash. <laughs> give me get give me that give me that Twitter handle again. Martha underscore wash. Yes. We need to get your we need to get your 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 followers up. I need to get my numbers up. Yes. <laughs> We're gonna do that. It's twenty thirteen. I mean you're gonna chill with Aretha. You're gonna have way more fans on Facebook. You're gonna get your Twitter followers up. I mean, it's about to be the year of you, okay? <laughs> hey, it's my time. It's your time. And you're already saying about it. So, exactly. it's, you know, you already got the backdrop, the video, everything. <laughs> All I'm seeing is greatness for 2013. I am too, honey, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> thank well, thank you. Have a great rest of your Monday. Thank you. You too. And I really appreciate it, okay? Oh, man, it's been my pleasure. It really has. You're a legend, and I, I feel privileged that I got a chance to talk to you. Oh, I really appreciate it. All right. Have a good one, Martha. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Studio Q. Studio Q Show. Now you know.